You're listening to Rewritten, and my name is Aisha Bo. I'm a writer, digital creator, and speaker. This podcast is where I'll tackle all things self-love. The most compelling stories are those of redemption. And despite how your world may seem in this moment, things can get better. So today, ask yourself, how can I flip my script? How can I rewrite my narrative? Let's dive in. Thank you so much for tuning in. So this week we have another amazing guest, Patience Tamara. Patience is a writer, content creator, spiritual guide in training, and self-love enthusiast. After a life-changing spiritual realization, she began using her platform to spread love and light to those she could reach through her self-love affirmations, words of wisdom, and daily spiritual gems. She's also the creator of PatienceTamara.com, a personal blog of self-rediscovery with sprinkles of beauty, hair, and lifestyle content. In our conversation, we talked about everything from self-confidence to being okay with being alone and the mind-body connection. Patience is such a light, and I'm really excited for you all to see her shine brightly. Let's get into it. Hi, Patience. How are you? Hi, I'm good. How are you? I'm really, really, really good. And I'm so, so, so happy to be talking to you right now. How's your week been? Oh my been? gosh, me too. <laughs> How's your week been? I feel, like, I feel like it should be Friday already. I know. Oh <laughs> my gosh. That's how the week has been. I'm just like, where is the weekend, please? I know, I know. So I know we kind of dived into um, chit-chat, but I would love for you (laughs) to tell the audience a little bit more about yourself um, and who Patience Tamara is. Absolutely. So I'm still trying to figure out who I am as well. (laughs) So let's just put that out there. You and me both. I'm still figuring it out. But I can say that what's constant is I am a writer, I am a poet, I am a self-love enthusiast. So my anything that I do, anything that I put out there in regards to content, um, or just how I move in the in the world is always based around self-love and exuding that and showing others, you know, what it means to love themselves and how they can better love themselves. And with that, I also consider myself to be a light worker. A light worker is essentially, I feel like social media has sort of put a definition out there. Um, But if you're not familiar with what a light worker is, essentially, it's someone who has this sort of magnetic energy, I guess you can call it. And is essentially here to spread light and love and assist others with finding the light and love within themselves. I love that. I love that so much. And to be honest, when I came across your page on Instagram, um, that was that was exactly the vibe that I felt. I just felt that energy from like your words and the things that you were writing, just even your photos of you. I'm just like, she's just so ethereal and you just exude this, this energy that kind of brought me in and made me want to learn more. And I feel like from there, we, we started to develop a little internet friendship. (laughs) Yes. Oh my gosh. Thank you so much. That means the world to, to hear from you because it's really, it was the same for me when I came across your, I think it was YouTube first and then Instagram, but, and then I heard your story too. I think you put a video on YouTube about, you know, how you were working a nine to five and then started, you know, following your own path. And that was the same vibe that I got from you. So I'm so glad we found each other. (laughs) 
<laughs> oh, <laughs> see, social media does have powers for good, you know, like there, there is some beauty yes. that can come out of social media. <laughs> absolutely, and, absolutely. Yeah. And speaking of your words, um, you recently posted this, these, this beautiful, I mean, it's, it's your quote, but <laughs> you posted something really beautiful on um, Instagram and it really, really resonated with me. You put... I had been searching for belonging in other people my entire life until I realized that I would never find what I was searching for outside of my own heart. Mm. That was just, wow. I feel like it's just something that like, I feel that, you know, like, (laughs) I feel that to my core. (laughs) Oh my gosh. Yeah. Yeah. So what? I feel like that's, that's, you know, every everyone is we're all searching for love we're all searching for belonging you know we want to feel seen we want to feel like we belong somewhere whether it be in you know a group of people or you know whatever the case that's literally what I think everyone's journey have in common we're all pretty much looking and, and yearning for the same thing and if there was a point in my life, which after a breakup, I mean, that's usually when, my girl, <laughs> when girl. I have all of these, <laughs> all these revelations. The most productive after, time. <laughs> after oh my God. It's, you can conquer the world. Okay. <laughs> yes. Yes. Oh my goodness. That, that should be on a t-shirt, man. Um, <laughs> so yeah, after, after this breakup, I realized that I was wanting someone else to show me or to teach me or no show me really is is the right word show me where I belong or or provide me with that sense of belonging and every time you know the the relationship didn't happen or the partnership or friendship whatever it was it didn't turn out how I thought it would be I then felt like I belong nowhere or I had no purpose. And I really had to sit with myself and, and figure, figure out why that was the case. And I had to be lonely, essentially, not alone, but lonely mm-hmm. for, you know, a few years to, to finally realize that I'm okay with just being. Because in that being, I have myself, I have my love, I have, you know, my spirit, my purpose, I have everything that I need already. So that's really what, where that quote came from. And you saying it, I, I don't know why it sounded so differently when you said <laughs> You're it. Like, who wrote that? <laughs> I know, literally, I'm like, wait, that, I, I wrote that? Yeah, when you said it. It, it hit me all over again, like, wow, that, so it's a constant reminder. Yeah, I mean, as constant a writer, reminder. as a writer myself, I understand exactly how you feel. Sometimes it's like a stream of conscience, like you put some words mm-hmm. onto a piece of paper, you put these words out there, and it, you know, you're speaking to yourself, essentially, but until you hear it back, it's like, yep. whoa, you know? Yeah, so, yeah, um, it's crazy. Yeah. <laughs> I love that. Thank you for that. Yeah, of course. Thank you. Oh my gosh. Like, I I feel like that's something that I need to like, I feel like as women, it's something that we need to remind ourselves of constantly. Like we are whole, we, Mm -hmm. you know, we belong to ourselves and I just, oh, I just love that so much. And I love how you spoke about just belonging to yourself. And I think that that, again, is something that I noticed that you exude that self-assuredness and that confidence. And for me, I feel like confidence has always been a journey. It's like an up and down and up and down. And um, I really just want to talk to you about like, your thoughts on self-confidence and where you got yours from. And if it's something that was kind of innate or if it's something that was learned or grew over time um because i just feel like you have a lot of lessons to share in that department like you just really really (laughs) exude confidence and i am in awe 
thank you so much because I I have no idea <laughs> where where that comes from. Um, I you know most days to be honest with you I I'm probably not that confident. I think that I don't want to you know be unrealistic with myself and say that yes I am this confident you know, self-assured person. Yes, I am in some moments, which I like to share on social media because I think you you can exude confidence in a way that's still very humbling and and um, natural. I think a lot of of people that exude that confidence on social media, it's sort of fabricated. I think in a sense. Um, where it's all sort of materialistic and, you know, these banging bodies or whatever the case may be. Whereas for me, I find that I am just confident in who I am. You know, it has nothing to do with the physical. It has everything to do with, you know, internally. I'm, I'm confident in the person that I am and the person that I am becoming every single day. And I think that really stems from me doing this introspective work, sitting with myself, meditating, getting to know myself, journaling, um, just writing down the thoughts that, that are rambling in my head all the time and really just examining that and, and getting to know who I am because how can I be confident if I don't even know who, who I am or you know, who I want to become? Um, so it's a lot of just sitting with yourself, blocking out all of the outside noise because everything outside of, you know, your home, they are telling you who you should be or what confidence looks like. And none of that matters. So when you sit with yourself when I, when I sit with myself and I really just ignore everything I think I know about myself about confidence about you know anything around that spectrum of life it goes out of the window because now it's just me and I have to be honest with myself in those moments where it's just me in my living room probably sobbing like a baby and me in my journal and examining that accepting it and you know healing the parts of that that come out that I, that I don't feel like is serving me, I have to let it go. And I think that's where the confidence comes from. I'm doing this work and I can see the difference in the work that I'm doing. And I just exude that through everything that I, that I do because I want other people to feel this way too. I hope that made sense. <laughs> it makes so much sense. I'm just sitting here okay, like, in, I'm just sitting here like, go ahead, tell us, okay? <laughs> because <laughs> I feel like those are such real words. Like, I think a lot of times, me included, like, I, I feel like I look at certain people or I observe other people and I'm just like, they just exude this like effortless sense of confidence and ease and, and mm-hmm. whatnot. But in reality, it is a process. It is a journey. Like you, you earn your confidence. You work for it on a day-to-day basis because I had mentioned this in a previous um, podcast episode, but self-care does not stop. Like it is not a self-care, self, your self-love journey doesn't stop. It's not Mm -hmm. like you, you know, you do X, Y, Z, you, you know, you get to a right. point and you're like, okay, I'm good. I'm confident. I'm yep. secure. I feel good about myself. And that's it. I don't have to do any of this journaling anymore. I don't have to um, yep. recite mantras anymore. I'm straight. No, like this mm-hmm. is a lifelong commitment. Your, your self-love, your confidence, your self-confidence and, and the comfort you have with just being is a lifelong commitment. And yes. It is. 
feel like you articulated that so, so, so perfectly. And I love how real you were too about it. Like sitting in your room sobbing, like how many times have we all been there? You know, I was actually listening to a a meditation yesterday on confidence, um, which is so random. I completely forgot I actually listened to it yesterday and that it coincided with our conversation today, but I was listening. Perfect timing. Right? Oh my gosh. And it just like brought me to tears um, listening to it because it was the, the person leading the meditation was just like, go deeper, now go deeper. And, and just like Mm -hmm. feeling your own energy and like going deeper within yourself and allowing yourself to be loved by you is like so powerful it's so powerful but it's so overlooked and Mm -hmm. and it kind of it really brought me to tears because it's like i put so much weight on everything outside and yep inside and just being with myself is bringing me to tears right now so yep no i that's beautiful i'm so glad you got to experience that that is I hope that everyone gets to experience what you felt in that moment. I can only imagine, you know, all of the emotions that probably, you know, were brought up by that. I've done a few meditations like that as well. And it's that, that love that you feel in that moment is like no other love that you will ever experience in life. And that is what I've learned. Yes. No one is going to love you. Yeah, no one's going to love you the way you love yourself when you love yourself hard and to the core. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, mm-hmm. my gosh. Oh, that, was, that was beautiful. It really was. I'm like, oh, that was nice. Feels <laughs> <laughs> so good. I love that. Yeah. A few weeks ago, you did, or I don't know if it was like one week ago or two weeks ago, you did a seven-day chakra challenge. And yes. Um, I'd love to talk about that for a second, just because we're kind of talking about energy right now. And um, Mm -hmm. I would love for you to first talk to us about what chakras are for those who aren't familiar, and then just tell us about the challenge and what that all entailed. Absolutely. So I think it was maybe two weeks ago now, um, the seven day chakra challenge And your chakras are essentially you have seven energy centers of the body that coincide with certain aspects of your life, as well as um, physical parts of your body. So the seven chakras or energy centers of the body um, are the root chakra, um, sacral chakra, solar plexus your heart chakra, your throat, your third eye, and your crown. Each of these chakras coincide with a particular aspect of your life. So the chakra challenge was essentially a way for us to realign our chakras. So your chakras can easily um, be blocked or out of alignment which can bring forth, um, you know, like headaches or just feelings of, of loneliness, feelings of not belonging anywhere, um, you know, depression, all of these things. It's so crazy because we, we never think that that's something that, like we think for the most part that is because of the outside world some aspects of the outside world is why we're feeling depressed or we're feeling lonely or, you know, whatever the case may be, but essentially it might be because these energy centers of your body are out of alignment. So that's what the challenge was for. It was to realign, reground ourselves and really just dive deep into ourselves to figure out, um, you know, what we needed to work on, um, what needed to be healed, what needed to be let go of. And it was a beautiful seven-day challenge. It was full of 
a lot of just knowledge and and pain, you know, there was, there was some pain, there was some hurt, there was um, a lot of joy and love too, but it did bring up, I think, a lot for the people that joined because, you know, it really required us to go deep. And sometimes when you have to go that deep, um, you know, and you're not ready to, it it can be an interesting journey <laughs> to say the least. Yeah. But it was very beautiful. We focused on each day we focused on one chakra, which required us to say an affirmation out loud that coincided with the chakra. And it also um, required us to eat certain foods that would help realign the chakra and we did a lot of introspective work and I also did a live guided meditation each day as well but for me personally it was a lot <laughs> yeah it was, I can imagine. It was a, <laughs> and essentially I did it for myself because I was just feeling very off you know I was feeling not like myself and I was doing my normal you know self-care routine that usually brings me back to you know that normal feeling um but nothing nothing was working I couldn't figure out why I felt so off so I came up with this challenge for myself and one day during my meditation spirit told me to share it with others because others could benefit and I decided to share it and the the I'm just so grateful for the amount of people that actually joined and took the challenge seriously and showed up for themselves, not even for the challenge, but for themselves, you know, that to, to be a part of that, to guide people to that choice was just so fulfilling in, in so many ways, oh but it God. was definitely a lot to, to do. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, I remember seeing that uh, for like one of the evening meditations, you decided to, t to pause on doing that um, and kind of postponed it. So that I thought was really, really brave of you because, you know, as content creators, we're always on, we always have to show up for our audience and yeah. you to understand that you needed that space that evening because this challenge had brought up some things for you and then take the time to mm -hmm. tend to your needs. I just feel like that's so, so self-aware. Um, so how did you feel in that moment? And yeah, what came up? Yeah, that was, that was a, a very tough day for me because it was, it was just a lot going on. <laughs> a lot going on and and I didn't want to disappoint anyone. I also didn't want anyone to feel like they didn't have, you know, the right tool to to complete the challenge that day for themselves. So I was really worried. I was really really battling like should I just, you know, suck it up and, and move forward with the meditation and deal with my own things, you know, after. And I would be doing a disservice to myself, to those that, you know, follow me and, and care about my work and my words, I would be doing a huge disservice to, to them and myself if I did not listen to my body and listen to what I needed, because that's literally all I preach about is, you know, self-love, self-care, focusing on what you need filling your own cup. And in that moment, I just knew that I needed to take the time. I needed to take the time. And it was a, a real battle deciding to take the time and just saying my piece and hoping and praying that everyone would be okay with it. But in the long term, I'm, I'm obviously very happy that I did take that time because I knew that I wasn't going to show up in that guided meditation the way that I needed to. And I did not want to exude any negative energy, you know, to those that would have tuned into that, that guided meditation because I feel like 
you can feel someone's energy, even if it's through the phone. So I, I made the decision to just take a step back. And I think that day I probably cried my eyes out. <laughs> and <laughs> I took that time to, you know, regroup and reground. And then the next day I felt better. You know, I, 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 I feel like we all need to just listen to our bodies and listen to ourselves and know that everything else is going to be okay. Yeah. It's I, going to be okay. I feel like that's so, and like outside of, you know, your situation and, and this, I think that that's such valuable advice overall. Um, I know yeah. that I have quite a few people who, um, who like tune into the podcast and who like follow me on social channels who are parents or are in like committed, like long-term relationships. And I mm-hmm. hear from them pretty often about feeling like they, um, they just give, 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 and mm-hmm. they just want to be better about like taking that time for themselves. And I think that that's so important and filling yourself up, filling up your cup first. I think a lot of people worry that that's selfish, but I mean, yeah. sure it is, but it's it's not it's not going to negatively impact others. The same way you said that if you um, if you showed up with that negative energy, they would feel it. I think if mm-hmm. someone is a mom or, you know, has a husband or kids or something, um, they're going to feel that energy from you. They're going to feel that tiredness, that overwhelm, that, you know, exhaustion and whatnot. So like, I guess, what advice yeah. do you have to give to those people who are finding difficulty in putting themselves first? Absolutely. I agree 100% with everything that you just said, too. Um, I would suggest, and for me, I am, you know, I'm single. I have, I have no one to care for besides myself and my dog. So, you know, I, I feel for those that are dealing with a lot more than, than I. But even still, I feel, I feel that you can't show up as the best version of yourself if you don't give yourself that time and space to reground and regroup yourself. Otherwise, you're just on autopilot. And one, you're not enjoying life because everything at that point probably seems robotic. And two, I, I just think that you, you're not showing up you know, as you should, as your family, your friends, you know, would like you to. And I think it's important to maybe schedule that self-love and self-care time. You know, it may be you put the kids to sleep and it's like 11 p.m. and you just want to take a nap, but maybe take a nice shower. You know, find ways to add little bits and pieces of self-care into your day so that you don't get to the point where you're just completely drained. And I think if you do get to that point, you have to communicate with your family and your friends. And, and I'm, I'm hoping that they would be understanding, but be super real and transparent and just say, hey, I had a long, long day and I am to the point where I, I want to cry and I'm not showing up as the best version of myself right now. And that's not fair to me or you. So please just allow me five minutes to just give to myself right now. And I feel like if you are honest and you just communicate openly, then they'll be understanding, you know? Yeah. But that that would be my advice. Right, exactly. If, If they love you and they understand and it can be reciprocated, you know, I would expect that if someone were to come to you, you would do the same. So that, that's my advice. I know for me, my self-care is like journaling, listening to, you know, maybe some good tunes that I like, reading a nice book, going on a walk. There are so many ways that you can incorporate self-care into your, into your everyday life so that you don't get to that point where you're just completely drained and your cup is completely empty I just think that you have to figure out what works for you. Um, And it's important to take that time to figure it out because no one can figure that out for you. 
Exactly, exactly. And you actually made me think of another thing. So like on the flip side, as someone who is um, right now just like on your own and you're not in a relationship or have have any kids, Mm -hmm. and I know that you're Mm -hmm. you're spending this time where we're being forced to um, do social distancing and isolate ourselves, how are you coping right now, like being at home um, on your own? Well, most days, yeah, it feels awesome mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> um, to be able to, you know, rise during the day whenever, and you know, not have to answer to anyone, and just, you know, flow with it on my on my own terms. Yeah. But other days, it gets very lonely, and I say, I always say when I when I say lonely, I always have to say. I feel lonely, but I'm not alone because that's like an affirmation and reminder to myself every time I say it. So (laughs) I feel lonely, but I know that I'm not alone. I'm Uh always with myself. Yeah. In those moments where I feel, you know, very lonely, I feel, you know, isolated. I mean, we are in quarantine and isolation, but, but that deep feeling of being isolated in those moments, I really just give to myself times 10. I usually shower and I'm probably in the shower for like 30 minutes. Yes, 30 minutes. Just to like give to my, I know if I was in California, everyone would be like, what? 30 minutes? (laughs) We're in a drought. That's real. I'm not in California, guys. (laughs) I'm not in California. Um, But yeah, I just really give to myself times 10. Like, I probably go overboard with self-care. I dance in the mirror. I um, talk to myself. I say my affirmations. Just really being with myself because I, I think I, I read something. Um, I can't remember who said it or where I read it, but it was during this quarantine, quarantine time, a lot of people are being forced to be with themselves. And a lot of people are learning that they don't like themselves for whatever reason. And that's so real because I'm always with myself, you know? So yeah, I have that awareness to decide what I want, what I need. Da, da, da. But for those that are always on go, 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 or have like so many people to take care of, they don't really know themselves. So in those moments where they're isolated and it's just them, they don't know what to do. So I implore everyone to just you know, do what feels right. You have this intuition inside of you that will always push you to make choices and do things that are for your highest good. So just follow that intuition. Maybe it tells you to read a book. Maybe it tells you to reach out to family and friends. You know, this video chat, Zoom, you can do a virtual happy hour. Reach out to people that you haven't talked to in, you know, a few years. Um, if there's any like grudges or animosity, maybe try and, and start building those bridges. There's, there's a lot that you can do right now to make sure that you don't go into a, down, a downward spiral of, you know, depression or feeling super isolated or whatever the case may be. Um, we always have each other, which is very important to remember. You know, your family, friends, they're always there. So reach out to people more and maybe get off with social media. Social media can really, it's, it's yes. great sometimes, but I feel like when you're on social media, if you're, all, if you're already feeling lonely or you're already feeling like isolated or whatever, whatever the case may be, social media can either, you know, help you depending on who you're following, whose pages you're looking at, et cetera. Or it can really hurt you and it can really make you feel like you are lonely. You know, it can, it can further um, push those emotions along rather than pushing them away. Yeah, exactly. And I, I feel like along with that, I think getting off of social media is so important because it just drains you after a while, you know, mm-hmm. like there's just so mm-hmm. much. I was talking to some friends last night and um one of my friends was just like it's it's crazy how we don't really get excited for much anymore um Mm. and i and i related that to the fact that we're like we 
get so we get bombarded with notifications with alerts and things going on and content 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 constantly so it's like we're kind of desensitized to things and I feel like people underestimate just how depleting and tiring um you know being on your phone constantly can be (laughs) Mm -hmm. and like that's so real yeah yeah and like as someone who whose work is primarily digital (laughs) as a digital content Mm -hmm. creator I try to (laughs) be as mindful as possible about like how I'm I'm spending my energy and how much energy is being spent on social media like if I have to go do my little posts for the day I'll do that you know answer comments interact with a few Mm -hmm. people here and there but like I'm not attending every single DJ session like I'm not attending <laughs> or a live DJ session. I'm not like tuned in to every battle that's going on, right. you know, and I've, yes. I've learned that I like can't accept every single invite to a virtual happy hour anymore. Like yep. it just has to, mm-hmm. you have to set those boundaries for yourself, even if you're by yourself, I feel like, um, for sure. I think a lot of times when people are alone, they feel like, all right, well, I guess I just need to like, I, this is how I interact with people. This is how I feel less lonely. But like tuning into everything can just leave you, it's going to leave you longing for more still, you know? Exactly. Yes. Yes. I agree 100%. So it's like, so everyone has this social battery, I feel like. And you know, when you go out, <laughs> it's slowly I feel like I know what you're, and you're finally at your point of E <laughs> you're finally on that point of E and you're like okay it's time to go but with social media you have like it you're getting so much content within seconds really you're scrolling 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 you, literally your social battery is it's still doing the same thing it's still slowly depleting 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 but it's harder for us to realize I think because it's just our phone it's yeah it's crazy I I even find myself sometimes like okay patience you've been scrolling for a while now ma'am I think it's time to put the phone down right and go do something else oh my gosh oh my gosh tell me about it sometimes I'm really like I hate this why am I doing this why (laughs) so bad it's so bad so it is you're going to be proud of me. I got up on Sunday morning and I did some Bikram yoga. How proud are you? Oh my, oh my God. I'm so happy. Yes. <laughs> yes. Cause okay. So for everyone listening, the last time that I spoke to patients, I opened up to her about the fact that, um, I used to be like a, like a Bikram yoga, like junkie, like (laughs) I was there constantly. Um, it was one of my like really big, like coping and like outlets, um, when I was first diagnosed with anxiety and I just like really fell in love with the practice and that, um, just the connection to mind and body. And we were talking about how I missed it. And can you believe it that I did it? Oh my gosh. And I thought about you. I am you. so proud. <laughs> yes, I thought about you because you really, so you really inspired me when we talked because you were like, you just said it really nice and calmly because you, you, you just have such like a soothing voice. You were like, I really hope that you would do it. <laughs> and I was like, all right, I got to do this. I got to do this for her. And so. I planted the seed. It was, But it's so ironic how it happened though. Because I, so yeah. I had actually taken my fiance, David, to Bikram with me last year. And it was like his first time ever going. And so ever since then, he's mm. like, he's very big on like working out and stuff. And so every now and then he'll like go and pop by the Bikram studio. And he got up early on Sunday and I was just like sleeping in a little bit. And then I heard him kind of wrestling around and he came in the room and I like opened my eyes and I was like, Oh, you're about to work out. He was like, I'm actually about to do Bikram. He was like, do you want to do it? What? Yeah. How crazy (laughs) is that? And we had like just talked about it. So, um, yeah. So I was just like, I paused for a moment and then I was like, you know what? Yeah. You're not really about to go back (laughs) to sleep at this point, you know? So I got it. I did it and it just felt so good. 
Obviously, it wasn't as hot. (laughs) It was warm Mm -hmm. in the house because it was Sunday, and Sunday was pretty warm, but it wasn't as hot Mm -hmm. as the usual Bikram studio is. But my body just getting into the positions and just like having that intense focus and girl, it was like I had never left. I mean, some things were, I was a little (laughs) rickety in some areas, but for the most part, I was like, you know, I was in it and it just felt so, so, so good. So I'm definitely going to make that a habit because um, my studio does virtual sessions. So that's what, that's what he was doing. Um, It was like a virtual class. Yes. Mm -hmm. So um, I think I'm going to start doing that a few times a week just because it just feels right. It feels that right. That is awesome. Yay. Yes. Yes. <laughs> so I said so this. I know. I know. I know. I'm really, ha- I'm happy to share that with you. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and um, that kind that long story kind of segues into <laughs> what I want to talk about in terms of like mind and body connection and how important that yes. is. Um, I know. Well, obviously we're talking about this because you do yoga Um, Mm -hmm. and so like, how is, how do you, I guess, relate the mind body tools that you use in yoga to your everyday life? If that makes sense. Yes, it absolutely does. For me, I, I think that this really plays a huge part in, I want to say my affirmations essentially because You know, when you're saying affirmations out loud, you get, or at least for me, I get a physical reaction. You know, it makes you feel good Mm -hmm. or makes you feel strong or powerful or whatever the case may be. And I think that sort of ties into yoga when you're in these very challenging poses and positions, you really have to tell your mind to to slow down essentially, or tell it something empowering so that your body doesn't shut down because essentially you're, you're stronger. You're, you're so much more stronger than what you actually think, but the mind tricks you in believing that you aren't strong or you can't do this pose or, you know, whatever the case may be in in yoga, I've, I've witnessed for myself. I think that I can't, you know, stay in a pose or do a pose. And literally with just a change in perspective or a shift in my thoughts pushes me and I actually do the freaking pose or I hold the pose for longer than I think that I can. And it all shifts in just a matter of seconds just by changing your perspective and telling yourself something kind or something empowering to just push you to do it. So I, I really try and carry that over with like the affirmations that I do. And also just as I move through my day in, in, you know, you have to deal with all of these outside energies and other people. And it's so easy to get angry or, you know, have this knee jerk reaction. And I think with yoga, it's taught me not to react so much rather than just to respond, to really analyze what's happening and take the moment to breathe or to, you know, remind myself, like, relax. Just something as simple as saying relax completely shifts your physical reaction. And instead, you're no longer reacting, you're just simply responding. And it's so much more graceful and peaceful that way. I hope that made sense. Yeah, it made so much sense. Yeah, it made so much sense. Okay. I think I, I think a lot of times we we just let our minds take control and we just let like mm-hmm. you know, we just like let our inner critics run rampant and don't yep. realize that we we like we can reel them back in, we have the control mm-hmm. and yep. I think that is the same with like our bodies and the way we allow things to affect us and make us feel. Um, It has such, such, such a big impact. And I think um, I was talking to one of my friends and she told me she wasn't feeling too well. And she was having like, um, like 
just these different types of like reactions, allergic reactions and things going on. And I was just like, is it, the st- is it stress? Is it anxiety? Because I know sometimes like when we're stressed, when we're feeling overwhelmed or anxious, like our bodies react to that, you know? And it's like yep. keeping your mind intact and, um, and just looking out for your mental well-being is so important on how your body feels. Um, I remember like right before I quit my um, corporate job, I literally couldn't, I woke up one morning and I don't know if I woke up one morning, I think it might've happened like in, in the middle of the day, I could not like turn my head. My entire like shoulder and neck area was in so much pain and so stiff. And I literally could not move. This had never happened to me before ever. And I just knew, I knew that it was the stress. Like, yeah. It was it was all of that pent up stress and worry and like all the things going on that just like almost mm-hmm. like I felt paralyzed in a way. And that's, you know, that's what can happen. And I think that it's so important to not underestimate that. And I love the relation to yoga and how that just helps you to breathe and take a moment and um, like ease your mind so that you can like it overall yeah like you said it really just reminds you that you are in control you are in control of you know how your body responds and reacts to certain things how how your mind you know analyzes things you are in control and that's definitely what yoga overall teaches you everything that you need is already within you you have all the power you have all the the knowledge you need essentially to carry you through this life and yoga reminds you and brings you back to that knowing it's beautiful i, I love, love yoga <laughs> <laughs> me too girl i'm gonna i'm, I'm trying it to get keeps back me sane. i i know it keeps me sane. Ugh, okay <laughs> i'm gonna be better i'm really gonna be better because it feels so good to do it like i felt really good afterwards and i hadn't been re- i hadn't really been connecting to um, like just regular at home workouts. Cause like I mentioned, my mm-hmm. family loves working out and stuff. So, um, <laughs> he's like obsessed. So I was like trying to keep up and do some workouts and whatnot. And I was just like, there's just something like not connecting, you know, like I just wasn't feeling. Yeah. Um, and for the first time in a while, I really, really felt that. And again, it just makes you feel so strong, you know, yeah. like, just doing certain poses like balancing on like one leg and like my arms are extended mm-hmm. i'm just like but like where is this where is this strong woman right now this woman has been eating cookies. like this whole <laughs> this a whole entire quarantine eating cookies drinking every day i'm posting a new cocktail online and like <laughs> and i, I couldn't even, and i could i couldn't even do like you know like I guess push-ups or like planks and stuff, but here I am doing this hard, hard-ass pose. Yeah. So it's just, <laughs> it's possible, um, and I just feel like yeah. it makes it makes you feel so much stronger, like than you think you are. Yes. Um, yes, and not stronger physically, but also just mentally and emotionally too. Just strong, powerful woman is always how I feel when I step off the <laughs> Yes, yes, I love that. And so before we go, um, I would obviously love to chit chat all day because I just love talking to you and I, feel, <laughs> I love your voice and like, I just feel such a good, calm energy. Um, <laughs> so we'll, we'll de- you'll definitely be back. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> um, so the last thing I wanted to know is what does rewriting your narrative mean to you? So that's a question that I'm going to be asking everyone who's a guest on this show. And I just want everyone's different take. Uh, so yeah, let me know what that means to you. Rewriting my narrative. First, I love that. I love the name of the podcast. I think it's absolutely brilliant. Um, oh, thanks. So I love, yeah. I don't think I've, I've told you that yet, but it's beautiful. I love it. Um, so what does rewriting my narrative mean to me? 
for me, I, I think that rewriting my narrative has been me just allowing myself to be who I am instead of being, you know, what I or who I think I should be or being who I think my loved ones want me to be or who I think society wants me to be. Just removing all of that and just allowing myself to be and knowing that that will shift and change moment to moment and just accepting that. I think that is that is what rewriting my narrative means to me right now in this moment. I love that so much. Thank you so, so, yeah. so much, Patience. Um, where can people find you after? Oh, I did have one other question. So I know obviously right now we all have to be home, but I know that you frequently perform poetry in the D.C. area, right? Because that's where you live? Yes. Yeah. So, yeah. So, um, I know I have a number of listeners who do live in DC and I would love for you to share a little bit more about that. Um, like is, I don't know if it's like an event or if it's a specific space Mm -hmm. or whatnot. So just talk to me about that and just let everyone know. So in the event that they want to attend once we're out of this situation. Absolutely. Um, so there are several open mics um, in the DMV area, I love, and I will, you will always be able to find me at Pure Poetry DC and um, Busboy and Poets. They also have several open mics throughout the week as well. So I typically always post where I'm going to be or repost a flyer on my Instagram page, which is also where you can um, connect with me if you're interested. My Instagram page is Patience Tamara. That's P-A-T-I-E-N-C-E, Tamara, T-A-M-A-R-R-A. But yeah, I would absolutely love to see some of your listeners and followers there once all of this is done, because I will definitely be on the stage once this is done. I'm, I miss it so much, but yeah, that's, that's where you can find me. And thank you so much for, for, um, throwing out, you know, my, my spoken word and poetry activities that I like to do. I appreciate that. Oh my gosh, of course. You're such an amazing poet. So yes, I I think that that's, yeah, yeah, yeah. Of course, of course, of course. Um, so hopefully uh, some people can get to check it out. Um, one day I'll see you in person, but for now I'll just <laughs> watch online. Uh, but again, thank you so, so, so much patience. Um, I really, really appreciate you taking the time to be here and just share everything that you've shared with us today, because I, f- I feel like there's a lot that people can take away for from this and relate to. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. This is such an honor and a pleasure to be able to chat with you. And I am so proud of you. And I usually don't like telling people I'm proud of them. Oh my gosh. I feel like it can, it can bring like a, like an, I don't know. I'm, I'm so iffy about, about saying things like that, but I am truly like just, so happy for you and and proud of what you are doing for you know women of color I think it's so important so so very important to continue this conversation of self-love in in our community because you know if we don't talk about it no one else is going to talk about it for us or with Mm us so Mm -hmm. I appreciate that thank you so much for listening to another episode of rewritten For more self-care tips, visit AishaBow.com or follow me on social media at AishaBow. If you enjoyed this podcast, be sure to subscribe, rate it, and leave a review. Until next time.